Savage Mind Podcast. We are live and we are kicking and we are blessed and we are humble and we are grateful and we are most importantly and most deliberately and most definitely fucking savage. Man, how y'all doing? Anybody's listening right now, tuning in, I'm feeling pretty blessed, grateful, humble, and always fucking savage, even on my bad days. So, I meant to do this a few days ago. Anyone that knows us personally knows that we are fresh off of vacation. And vacation is something most people take. Uh, Again, I guess it depends on what perspective you're speaking from, which is depending on your income, depending on your lifestyle, depending on what you do for a living. So... My understanding, what I read, what I take in, what I absorb, is most people, you see stuff floating around on social media, which is true for the most part, because I have to examine my own life, which is uh, most people average about 10 days a year on vacation. And we cannot wait till we get those, those vacation days for whatever we use them for, whether it's staying at home, going somewhere, a staycation two weeks a year out of all the years we work every day we work not just at our jobs everything that we sacrifice and do you know whether we're talking about working class standards or extremely wealthy let's just talk about most working middle class people I don't know how many vacations they take I don't know If most people could take more vacations, I think most people should. I think most people are living above their means, and that's for another podcast. Whatever economic social circle that you consider yourself in, or what standard of living you have, uh, it seems like we don't spend enough time vacationing. That's why we look so forward to it. And it is a much needed break. To people that travel a lot. And I'm speaking from this because I know a few people. And, and you know, uh, a friend of mine who was, we were very blessed to get to stay with while we were on this last vacation. It was a different type of vacation. Uh, he's He's world traveled. I mean, multiple times over. And we'll get to that later. Uh, so it's 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 different perspective for people like that that have whether you've been in the military. Sometimes I, again, I wasn't in the military, but if you've been in the military and you've traveled a lot, if you traveled for work, if you've got to have enough resources uh, and advantages to travel the world, if it's one or all of those things, maybe you've became a little callous to it. I don't know. Uh, for most people. They can't wait to get away from the grind. And that's the truth. But the my, what I understand now that I didn't understand then is how do we, how can we create and design a life that we don't want to get away from? Maybe not travel anytime we want and just spend money anytime we want. But how, this is what I'm in the process of doing right now. Designing and creating a life 
that I don't want to get away from. That doesn't mean I'm still not going to travel. And let me be clear about this. I haven't traveled a fraction to probably what most of you have, or at least some of you have, or even what I have planned. And that's what I'm trying to change. That does not mean I need to work more for an employer. That does not necessarily mean I need to make more money. See, again, that's a mindset that I had for years, and that's a mindset most people have. Whether you're in a great position financially or you struggle, is I need to make more money to get more stuff, to do more stuff, to go more places. And then that, that's not necessarily true. Again, we'll talk about that later. It goes back to what are you willing to give up and what are you willing to sacrifice as far as stuff, as th- as far as things, as material, anything is mat- uh, of materialistic value. Are you willing to have? For, for, again, I'm speaking from the perspective of most people, which is the majority, not the small percentage of people who it doesn't matter to them, because most people are the majority. Are you willing to have a smaller house? Are you willing to drive a lesser car? Are you willing not to get loans? Are you willing to go out to eat less? Are you willing to spend less on your kids? Are you willing to have less luxuries and comforts? Y'all hear me preach this a lot because I am. That stuff's more important to me than having those temporary luxuries and comforts. I'd rather have something that I can keep forever as long as I'm alive. And my family can keep. My loved ones can keep. Long after some of us are gone. Again, more about that later. So, this vacation, we were blessed enough to go to Cozumel, Mexico. In the past, if you've heard me speak about me and my mamacita, my wife, my partner, my best friend, my love. When we travel alone, we go to adult places without children. And that's not by accident, that's on purpose. Separately and together, we've been having raising kids before we got together and now since we were 18 years old. For myself, even before that, of helping out with other family members and a, a younger brother. We've been parents our entire life. Since we were old enough to vote, we've been parents. So when we got together, we started designing a different life. We did this together. We sat down and talked about it. And what we decided, when we could, we don't get to do it enough, that when we travel alone with our family, without our children, without our grandchildren, that if we're not going to be taking our children, we don't want to fuck with nobody else's kids as well. Y'all hear that? People that do not know how to travel without family and their children, no matter how much you love them, no matter how much you say you love them, nobody is contradicting that. No one is questioning that. You don't love your family more because you take them everywhere. I know a lot of couples in our families and that, well, I say family, family's not always blood related, in our lives. And chances are you know, you, you, some of you know people like this as well. They don't, you don't travel alone without your children or grandchildren, without family, because you realize you don't have nothing in common. You realize you don't want to spend that much, you don't not want to be left alone with your thoughts and with your spouse, your partner, one-on-one without distractions because you don't want to find out what you already think and what you already know. Or maybe you already do know. Maybe both of y'all know that. Maybe you have talked about it. Maybe you haven't talked about it. Maybe you're in denial. 
again, not speaking for everyone. I'm just speaking in general. I know a lot of people who will not travel alone, and their kids are older and they can travel alone. They just won't do it. They don't have nothing in common. They're not going to enjoy each other's company. That's my best fucking friend in this world. Believe me. Whatever you see on social media, there's nothing pretend. There is nothing fake. And if you know us in real life, you know that for a fucking fact. We are what you think we are. We are that happy. It does not mean that we don't have a disagreement. It does not mean we don't have our moments. But overall, we're that fucking happy. And we're that happy without a lot of material things, without the, the finances, without an abundance of, of financial resources. Those things are extra. Some Most people think they can't be happy comparing their lives to other people until they get this, until I get this job, until I get this car, until I get this house, until I get this money, until I get a raise, until I get a bonus. That's not... You know, you're, you're, you're not understanding because it sounds cool on social media. It sounds cool to other people. I think some of our friends and family probably, well, I know this for sure. They're kind of wondering, threatened, uh, intimidated, critical of how we're able to travel on such a reduced budget again. We'll talk about it in another podcast because of how much we sacrifice, because of how disciplined we are, because of how many other material things that don't fucking matter we do without. That stuff's more important to us. Not what car or truck I drive. Not a big more square feet. None of those things. Not credit card debt. Not keeping up with the Joneses per se. Experiences. Meeting new people. Gaining more knowledge, gaining more culture. Having something to reflect back upon. I'd rather, I mean, think about reflecting back on a wonderful vacation as opposed to, I remember that new car or truck I had. Anyway, y'all get where I'm going with this. If this is you, you probably need to make some changes. So, Each time I get back from vacation, I try to do a segment on it, and I try to think of all the takeaways. I take notes on it and and brainstorm and think and run and meditate, do all the things that I normally do. (coughs) Excuse me. And um, as I mentioned, we usually stay at an adult resort. Uh, We we for sure usually go on, since we've been together and made a family together, we go to one place a year as a family. That doesn't mean everybody. Look, just to make note of it, we have family on both sides. And just to be clear about it, for the most part, we're not invited with the rest of the family. And we're cool with that because we operate and we live and we move different than they do. We're not traditional. We're not agreeable. We're not pushovers. We're, we're not... We're not going to follow tradition blindly and just agree and just agree with people. So it makes us uninvited a lot. And not only are we cool with that, we are proud of that. So they don't have to say it. I know that we're not invited. So when we travel with our family. It's usually our children, grown children, teenage children, or grand and grandchildren. Some or all of them. It has happened multiple ways. Uh, but we make sh- damn sure 
the plan is again some of the when I speak from this perspective from this premise it's this is temporary we plan to make a lot of things permanent that's why we make the next necessary sacrifices we do that's why we work so hard not for our job not for other people for us so we can change the whole mindset the culture and the path for our loved ones around us, the younger children and the grandchildren, and our adult children if they cho- choose to absorb it and take it in. The plan is right now we try to travel once a year after we take our family vacation because we do that usually do that first because we feel like we'd like to include everyone. That way if we can't do anything else, everybody got to go somewhere. But I don't give a shit what y'all say. No one enjoys being around your kids or grandchildren all the fucking time. No one wants to be around your parents all the time. Kids don't want to be around their parents. You don't want to be around your siblings all the time. I don't believe that. I think it's total bullshit, no matter what you tell yourselves. The power of traveling alone by ourselves. And it is very powerful. For those that do it, you get it. And I'm not speaking from a perspective or the point of view of those of you who have not had children, so you don't know what it's like not to travel by yourself or with a partner or with friends. We don't know what it's like not to have children. So when we got to start traveling alone, it was very much an awakening for us. It looks like it's working out. We usually can go to a resort of our choice and our lifestyle, usually about every 18 months to two years, with all of our responsibilities and our priorities and uh, resources. We the, the the only plan is making that more often. Uh, we probably could make some adjustments and do once a year. It just we haven't got there yet. So I'd say in the last three years we've traveled alone, far as to our places without children three times. And it looks like we're going to be another eight months to a year before we can do it again. This was a huge blessing. And I won't get into the details because maybe the the way it worked out uh, and, and the, what we were blessed with, maybe some people don't need to know that. So I'm going to leave that there. But I always try to find the takeaways. So we have been in Cancun. We have been in Playa del Carmen. Uh, we have been in... Uh, yeah, Cancun more than once. Uh, Riviera Maya. Again, I'm not a world traveler. I want to be. This is things that we want to do. This is one of our goals. Uh, and we want to live at the coast, and we're working on that, and that transition has slowly started. The coast here for now in Texas. Hence, for now. Uh, again, anybody that's questioned us has seen our plans start coming together. And uh, if you wasn't paying attention, maybe you don't care. Uh, maybe you didn't take us seriously. But uh, one day it's going to seem like that the shit happened for us overnight. And we've been working on it for years. You weren't willing to sacrifice the same things that we were. You were, you wasn't willing to make the, the hard choices and do without. And we did. So um, we're, we're on our way. We're not there yet. We're on our way. Up. So we flew in there. And this time we did not stay at a resort. We stayed with some friends in their condo. Uh, we had our own our own living area, um, separate from them. And uh, to me, it was so it was so valuable because uh, we got to be in the 
in the town, in the community, and blend and and hang out and talk and meet new people that's in the community, people that are not there on vacation, people that live there, uh, everyone from tourists coming in off of cruise ships to people living two or three houses down who are struggling, barely getting by, and cooking phenomenal, amazing food out of their house. Uh, people two or three houses down who, you go, there's a million-dollar condo right here, and two or three houses down, there's a there's a family, and I don't know them, and I don't know their story, and it's it's not for me to know or understand. It They got sheet metal, uh, uh, tarps up, and cooking on center blocks and bricks. With their family and and uh, we don't we don't I don't know their story so I can't I can't make a I can't make an assumption or a, um, a point either way about that it's just what I observe what I seen so while we were there uh, we were walking distance to most things so I got up every day most days we're there to see six nights seven days from the time we landed on a Monday about two two or two thirty in the afternoon. And we had to be back at the airport on that Sunday at 11, 1130. Uh, so we had five and a half full days, um, seven uh, seven days there, six nights. And it was a beautiful place. It was amazing. We met some, we stayed with some amazing people. We met some amazing people. And I wouldn't, re- there's, there's nothing, I wouldn't replace that with anything materialistically. I, I just, I just wouldn't. Uh, um, I love talking to people, man. I love hearing their story. I don't. I don't criticize or judge anyone. And the thing about when you go to these places, this is something I was telling my my mama Sita was. So you go to Mexico, and there's Mexico so vast, so big. There's different areas, and some people have been, traveled. They've been. They might have been missionaries. They might have done that work for a living. They might be inherently wealthy, whatever it is. But for us, I'm judging it and comparing it to the places I've been. Up until now, outside of a cruise years ago before me and her got together, I had been in the community a little bit. But most times when you go on a cruise, you don't really get outside of the tourist section. I'll tell you what my buddy told me I stayed with. Mm. Glass of wine, second one tonight. Ran this morning, worked, got home, swam. So that's much deserved. Again, earn it. Glass of wine, relaxing at the end of the day when I fucking earned it. Uh, some of you feel like you earned it if you didn't do anything. And if you, as long as you feel like that going to work is enough, then that's what it'll always be. It's what you do before and after work. Anyway. So you see where the cruise ships come in on the ports, which I have been on a cruise in probably 11 or 12 years. And I don't know that I ever will because I'm not a vaccinated person. And that's for another, again, that's another another podcast, another conversation. So if that's the criteria going forward from now on, I'm probably not going to go again. Because I'm not going to compromise my standards and uh, my my morals and values for that. Not I'm not cutting down or... Or criticizing anyone that has just for me and my family that's our stance that's what we're doing and there's no compromise on that so my buddy had a good point he was taking us around the island on a tour and he was like you know you come in off the cruise ship there's like a hooters right there there's a senior frogs there's a supermarket 
There's taxis just waiting, man. This is how these people make their money. I get it. I get it. You get tired of getting hustled. But in any tourist town, that's how it goes. You know, we live in America, so there's a lot more options. There's a lot more resources. You know, in a lot of countries. Again, I need to get all the specifics of this. I had it wrote down. You got to remember, there's not welfare. In a lot of other countries, they don't have child support. Or they don't enforce it like they should. Uh, they don't have a, some countries don't have 401ks and pensions. They don't have bailout plans. They don't have any of that. They don't have, you know, Social Security. I'm not sure exactly which ones they don't have. I know that they don't have pensions and retirement and stuff. <coughs> Talking to a lot of local people. And I encourage people. And my buddy goes, you know what? This section right here, as we was taking a tour of the island, which was the same area I had already uh, went on two runs, because well, then we landed on we landed there Tuesday on Monday at like two thirty in the afternoon. Went to their bar, uh, had some drinks, had some great food, listened to some great music. Went back to the condo, chilled out. It was a long day. We three different airports. We had layovers, three different flights. Went through customs. Uh, missed our flight in Dallas. <laughs> Missed our flight right out of the gate, and we found out after we left that there was a shooting at the airport, which is fucking terrifying to know that. Uh, I didn't even know till we got to Mexico, and my buddy's like, "Dude, what happened?" Again, I didn't have service. I didn't have no service on my phone, so I seen people were tagging us. Apparently, three hours after we had left Love Field in Dallas to catch us a flight on Southwest. And our flight, we were supposed to leave at like 6, 6.30. We were there in time, but we didn't check in in time. This has never happened to us before. Again, only flying a handful of times. We missed our flight, so we had to go to the help desk. We had to rebook our, uh, not rebook, but we were going to have to rebook our flight, but they told us no problem. Y'all can catch 8.30 flight. You'll still be there at the same time. We were super grateful and blessed and thankful for that. No one got shot. No one got killed. Uh, that I know of. We didn't even know about it, like I said, until hours later when we landed in Mexico. Apparently a lady came in, came out of the bathroom somehow. She got a gun past security, fired a gun in the air, and a, uh, a police officer that was on duty at that time, uh, I don't think that he killed her, but he shot her and took her out of commission. And uh, Well, I had, heard, I had heard on the plane, I just, it kind of heard it, bits and pieces of it, while I was reading my book, which was uh, while we were in the air, hey, there's a bunch of cops at Love Field. I think this is when we were about to land in Houston. Or we had already landed in Houston at uh, Hobby Airport. And I kind of blew it off like, didn't think nothing about it. So if we would, they had told us that we would have had to catch a 12 o'clock or 2 o'clock flight if we would not have gotten, been able to get on that flight. And we would have been there when it happened. Who knows what would have happened, but uh, in the very few limited cases in the world we live in, that ended up turning out positive, where police officer uh, reacted, didn't hesitate, took the suspect down, and they were able to apprehend her. But uh, shit, you never know what goes down. I mean, this is fucking life. It's real life, so. My buddy told me as we were traveling through the tour section, he goes, this right here, all this section right here, Hard Rock Cafe, Senior Frogs, Hooters, all these gift shops. Most people that come here get off of a cruise, 
that don't stay in the community, they'll think this is what Mexico is. Now understand, my buddy, my friend, has lived in Texas. He's from Canada. He's been in the military. He's lived in Australia. He's lived in the UK. But he's lived here in Cozumel for about six or seven years. And you know what? I thought about that. And he's right. They'll think this is Mexico. They're not going down the street. So every morning I made it a point to get up and go walk down and get a coffee for me and my wife. Uh, I couldn't find my normal uh, energy drinks for my workout. I couldn't find certain things. Again, I was getting adjusting to the culture. I couldn't find real orange juice. I couldn't find flavored creamer. But it was okay. You know, we're, you know, we're making adjustments. And I'd walk back with it and uh, I'd drain my coffee or whatever I got and I'd go for a run. I'd come back and tell her what I seen. Let's go try. Hey, I seen this bar and grill. <clears throat> Maybe we go to this place for breakfast. Uh, there's a supermarket, babe. We can go get this stuff. Let's just get. Let's just walk up here. Let's get two bags, and two bags a piece enough we can carry back because it's gonna take us about somewhere about 15, 18 minutes to walk home or walk back to our area, our condo. You feel like it's home while you're there, and uh, you have to understand people hustling you. They're trying to make their money. Uh, every day is do or die for most people, and uh, I understand that. So you know. We had ate at different places like Hooters, and we had ate at some of the local tourist spots. And I was like, hey, we really need to, to go eat at some of these little places that pe these people run out of their house. Right, a few houses down from where we stayed. You know, here, there might be a million-dollar condo right here. Two or multiple levels, and there might be a slum right next to it. Not like the United States, for those of you who haven't traveled much. Total culture shock. Not for us, because I have seen a little bit of it. Not enough, but I wanted to experience more of it. And I said, hey, we need to go eat at some of these places, man. This food smells amazing. These people got pallets up for a fence and cooking it out of their house. Who gives a fuck? Look at the place. There's people out there. They're setting. Let's go eat there. You know, right down a few houses down, I've seen there's a little small space out front of there. Most people look like, most, looks like they ran some kind of taqueria, some kind of bakery. Something out of their home. They, again, they utilized their resources. They didn't have to have more space. They didn't have to have more money necessarily. They didn't have to have everything perfect. They just fucking make do with what they have, man. And they're making empanadas and bread. I was like, oh my God, it smells amazing. You know, and then, so we decided one night, I said, hey, that's right there. It's it's not even, it's four Four houses down. Let's go eat at that place. We go and eat at the place. The man comes out. Big shout out to him, Indio, if you listen to this podcast. That was probably our fourth night there, I guess. Guy comes out. He's got a Harley shirt on. I see his wife come out. I asked, was that his wife? I said, yes, she has a Harley shirt on, assuming it is. We get to talking just, you know, randomly, man, about, like, he like Harleys, man. You know, that's cool. And he said, yeah, he starts telling me a story. And he says, hey, if you hang on, it's going to take me a little bit longer than these places because I operate just with what I have. But I'm going to make you some great guacamole. I said, no problem, man. We're not in a rush and we're, we're staying down the road. We, we're in walking distance. No problem. He goes, in the meantime, what do y'all want to drink? I said, she loves margaritas. 
and she prefers them frozen. And I said, I know that we're limited on beer here, so long as it's cold, if you got Dos Equis, Tecate, whatever, that's cool with me, man. He brings me out ice cold beer. Her margarita is fucking on point. And she's, my mamacita isn't particular about very many things. She is not hard to please, and she is not a fucking Karen. But she knows her margaritas, and she's specific about that. Her margarita was on point. Ten minutes later, whatever, 15 minutes later, brings me guacamole fucking on point. And then he explains to me, I say, I tell him I work in seafood, so I get kind of tired of seafood. But he tells me that's his menu is what he caught for the day. Y'all fucking hear that? What he caught for the day. I tell him I eat a lot of shrimp, a lot of seafood. He recommends me to try it anyway. His bacon jalapeno wrap shrimp. I think my wife, I think at, uh, my mamacita had garlic, some kind of garlic spicy shrimp. Fucking fantastic. Me and this guy get in a conversation. He tells me a story. He tells me what happened in his early in his life. I tell him a little bit about myself. He tells me what happened during COVID, how it killed his business. These are important things, man. They hit the soul. Y'all hear that? I got a nice Harley shirt I'm going to send him now. I'm going to stay in touch with this guy. He's on my Facebook. It may be a year or two before I see him again. But I'm going to keep my word. Again, value. This is valuable. More valuable than getting stuff. So, uh, talking to people that we decided to get a day pass at a couple of resorts. Um, you can go get a day pass for about $60. You can have all the food and drinks you want. Again, kids loaded everywhere, but it still was beautiful blue water. Um, I'm just thinking about the takeaways. The water out there, to me, doesn't even seem real. It seems like a, a swimming pool that's treated. Uh, I had my first diving experience. It didn't go very well. I've always considered myself um, a water rat. And a reasonably strong swimmer. But even at my ripe old age, I had never tried diving. And <clears throat> I got the beginner, but I wasn't ready to do it. I wasn't ready to do it at the level that we were going to do it at that day. So I decided to take my lesson and decided not to go any further with that. I'm going to work on that. Is it a major priority? No. It's something I want to accomplish. It's something I want to do. I'm not embarrassed of that. But I wasn't ready to go down 40 or 50 feet. So, going forward in the future, I'll keep y'all posted on that. Uh, some things I noticed, you know, let's say you're a tourist in Mexico like myself. And you're Caucasian. You're any color. Let's just say you're African American. You're black. You're Hispanic. You're from the States. You're white. And you're just middle working class or up. Whatever. I told my mamacita, I said, you know, over here, I see a lot of people like us that if they're referring in, a, in, a re, in reference to people around here, they'll talk about how good of people they are. And for the most part, in our experience, they are great, wonderful people. If you're struggling, if you're just trying to make ends meet, if you're just trying to hustle, whether it be cooking, whether it be uh, you got a cart and you make churros. If you sell ice cream, if you're uh, 
we got the girls, all of our kids and grandkids, uh, the twins and the grandkids, these wristbands. This guy weaves it in no time, puts her name in it. All the skills and crafts they have. But I told her, I said, you notice back in the United States, and especially like for us, we live in Texas. Do you notice that people don't reference people the same way? These are good people. These people are hardworking people. These people do do without. Their craft is their life. But back home, they ref- back here, we reference people as in they must have made mistakes. Are they on drugs? Have they been to prison? Uh, do they not? Are they? Do they lack education, self-education, or school-structured education? Have they made? Have they made bad decisions in their life? Did they come from a trashy family? You see, over there you can live like that, and if if it's us stepping into their life, their culture, we and I think we should still do this. We often give them praise. We often give them a, a acknowledgement, and. empower them in what they're doing to make a living. But back here, I want y'all to think real hard about this. Back here, we don't do that. We don't do that back here. We judge and criticize and put people into categories depending on what the fuck they do for a living and how much money they make. Say you don't do it, you know you fucking do it. How fucked up is that? And why do we do this? Why do we do this when we go other places, but we can't do this back home? We can't go this and we go back home. You know why? There's one reason. We'll go, I'm going to do a whole other podcast on this. Because we, when we're somewhere else, we don't give a fuck what people think. We give a fuck what people think when we get back home. When we're around our family, our coworkers, our friends, people we went to grew up, people we went to school with. No matter what we say, we care what they think. Because if we didn't, we would act the same way at home that we do on vacation. Wherever the fuck we're at. Another thing else I noticed. A lot of tourists come to places, and they forget that they're not in America. They think they have the same rights. They think they can pull the same cards that they do here in the States, and it doesn't work that way. As my friend reminded me, people come over here and think they have fucking rights. You're on their fucking territory. You don't have no fucking rights. You come over here and you get fucked up. And people in your hometown and in your family, whether you have money or not, have made you think you're fucking special. They have enabled you. They have removed obstacles. They have made you feel like the world revolves around you. And you get over here and you ain't shit. Better be... It's a... It would be better if you blend in and not stand out. But that's not what we do over here. We want everyone to look at us. We want everyone to take note. We want everyone to acknowledge us. Look at me. I made it. I'm doing good. I'm flexing. I'm showing off. I'm balling. That's the opposite of what you want to do over there. So what I do is I try to take I try to look at all the takeaways. Who did I meet? Why did I meet them? What conversation did I have? What do I want to do next time? Could I see myself living here? What adjustments would I have to make? What do I need to do to be a citizen and a thriving person in this community and blend in and fit in with anybody? The person that lives in a million dollar condo or the person barely fucking cooking a few tacos to keep their goddamn lights on. I want to be those people. 
I don't want to be above or beneath anyone. I want to be able to blend in anywhere. And I want it to be sincere and authentic. Why can't we do that back here? So in a nutshell, it was an amazing vacation. It was very eye-opener to me. Not the first time, but the first time really staying in the community. And it was very much necessary. And I can't fucking wait to go back. Um, again, man. Meeting new people, people from different lives, different backgrounds, different cultures, different beliefs, different traditions. It's okay. We don't have to agree. The whole point is we're not supposed to agree. We're not supposed to sit around and agree with each other. We're not supposed to. We're, that's not how we grow. That's not how we evolve. And uh, I really could see ourselves living there in the future. In the future. Don't know if that's a year. Don't know if that's 10 years. But you have to actually make the steps to do stuff and the sacrifices for most people if you want to make things like that happen. So we got to see some amazing, beautiful water. We ate some amazing food. We stayed and met some amazing people. I tried. We did like three or four things for the first time. Again, again, this is one of the most important takeaways. First time. We did some a few other things again for the first time. At our age, together, the power of traveling alone. We're going to talk more about that later. In the meantime, I'm going to go for now because I need to talk more about this later. We need to talk about vacation people, people we meet on vacation, how they're different than the people, why we're different on vacation than the people back at home. We need to talk about making permanent vacations. We need to talk about all these things. In the meantime, hey, every podcast, I need subscribers. I need subscribers to reach more people, not to put more money in my pocket, because I promise you that's not where it goes. Spotify, Apple Play, Google Play. Go to each, go to any podcast of mine and click on the link at the bottom. It's an anchor link. It says anchor, and it will guide you to be able to go subscribe. You got to put your debit card in. It's 2 to $10 a month. I will get a notification if you subscribe, just to, just to let y'all know. Everyone that listens, I see all of you that listen for free, and I encourage you to still listen for free, but understand, some of you say you don't listen, and I see you listen all the time, and I see the people, Some most of my people that subscribe, I'm very grateful for you, they don't listen all the time. That's a difference of support, because you would take the five minutes to go do so. Again, you're not going to stop us, but it would be very much encouraged and appreciated if you did so. If you just listen once a month or once every three months. Is it worth 5 to $10 a month for you? In the meantime, y'all stay humble, live savage, love y'all.